Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about volunteering as a school governor. We're going to find out a bit more about why Governors for Schools, the University of Liverpool and School Improvement Liverpool are working together to encourage more people to become school governors. My name is Jessica Wing. I'm going to be chairing this session today. I work for Governors for Schools, at, but I'm not currently a governor. However, we've got some wonderful panellists here today. Who'd like to introduce yourself, Dave? Hello, I'm Dave Cadwallader. I'm School Governance Lead for School Improvement Liverpool. Um, I've been supporting schools across Liverpool for, I'm going to say, many years now, and I'm Chair of Governors of a couple of our boards. Hi there, I'm Christine Todd. I'm Head of UK Recruitment at the University of Liverpool, and through that role, I am currently a Sponsor Governor, uh, where I've been um, in that role at a local school for nine years. I'm Kieran O'Sullivan. I'm the UK Recruitment Manager here at the University of Liverpool. And I'm currently the Chair of Governors in an outstanding secondary school in Liverpool. Hi, I'm Emma Harris. I'm Head of Governor Recruitment at Governors for Schools. And I'm also a school governor at a local primary school. Lovely. Now we've met our panellists, let's get on to some questions. Um, So Christine and Kieran, could you tell us a bit about why the university wants to encourage people to become school governors, please? Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously we both benefit from it um, individually, but in terms of the the university's position, um, it's seen as a really valuable opportunity uh, to contribute to the leadership um, and improvement of schools. And it also offers a fantastic um, volunteering opportunity for staff um, with many professional development opportunities leading to career development and transferable skills. Definitely, yeah. And adding to that as well, the university's We're a civic university based in the city, an anchor institution in the city. So um, we're a big part of contributing to the city. And and in terms of encouraging our staff to become governors, uh, that very much ties in with our civic mission of improving educational outcomes for for young people in the city. Mm. Lovely. Thank you. Um, Dave, one for you. Are there many opportunities for school governors across Liverpool? Yeah, there are. Across the city, we have over 2,000 governor positions. We have 160-something schools. Um, Governors usually serve a four-year term of office, and many of our governors stay on after that that four years. Uh, But even so, natural turnover alone means that we always have vacancies in some of our schools. Right, lovely. Thank you. Um, Emma, could you tell us a bit about how you work with the university, please? Yeah, absolutely. So at Governors for Schools, we recruit and support people to become school governors. And we've worked with the University of Liverpool for for a number of years now with a really successful partnership because they have been so supportive of encouraging staff and alumni as well to become school governors. One of the reasons that we really value the relationship with the university is really the breadth of skills that are across both the staff and the alumni. So it's something that anybody can consider becoming a school governor. Working with a university, we're able to attract people that really understand the value of education, will be able to develop in the role, but can also really offer a real breadth of skills from things like finance, education, background, marketing. You know, it's, it's everything that schools need, really. Mm. Wonderful, thank you. Um, Dave, I know you mentioned the uh, term of governor. I wondered if you could talk us through the role in a little bit more detail, like what are the main responsibilities? Being a school governor is is seen as being more of a thinker than a doer. Governors don't get involved with school operational matters. They're not involved on a day-to-day or even week-to-week 
basis. The role of the governor is actually set out in education law, which identifies three core functions. The first core function is being strategic and ensuring that the school has a vision for where it's going to be in three years time or five years time. And so governors will sit down and think, where are we now? Where do we want to be? And how are we going to get there? And they will put together a plan to achieve that vision. Once that plan's in place, they will hold the head teacher and school leaders to account for how the school is progressing towards achieving the objectives of the plan. Third core function is to do with schools being funded through public money. As such, governors ensure that the school money is well spent. And that's not just a case of balancing the books at the end of the financial year. It's also a case of thinking strategically again and ensuring that the priorities in the plan are as well resourced as possible. So governors don't go into school on a week to week basis, but they do have to attend meetings. Most most schools will meet either on a, a half termly or termly basis. So that will mean three meetings a year or six meetings a year plus committees if you end up being on a committee. And that's the time element of being a governor, along with preparation for those meetings, which basically is just reading the paperwork, reports, uh, data, policies, so that you can go into the meeting armed with questions to ask your head teacher and school leaders. Lovely. Thank you, Dave. If I can just add to that, Jess, I think, you know, just thinking about my own experience as a governor, it's absolutely about attending the meetings, but also about occasionally being able to visit school, do things like monitoring walks, but really kind of triangulate the information that you're being presented with. So you can see all of that planning that you're doing as a strategic board you can actually see it in action. And one of the you know real joys that I get out of being a governor is being able to go into school occasionally, very much planned so everybody knows that I'm coming, but being able to see, you know, the way that the children are thriving and how everybody is really working together and to really understand the school in a lot more um, kind of depth, actually. Thank you. Yeah, and if I can add to that from um, from a personal experience, I agree that's that's one of the benefits because you'll have the formal meetings where obviously you're looking at, um, say, for instance, a school improvement plan. But as Emma said, when you can actually do perhaps a learning walk around your school and kind of like see some of those points being put into action um, and the benefits, then that's a really rewarding part of the role. And um, equally through some of the other committees um, that Dave mentioned, there's the opportunity to meet the staff and students and hear firsthand from them um, how some of the improvements are kind of being embedded across the school. So um, it's feeling part of those achievements of, as a school and, and when you see them in action um, outside of perhaps the formal meetings, then that is, um, that is also one of the benefits. Lovely, thank you. Um, Kieran and Christine, uh, what sort of benefits do you think the university sees in supporting people to become governors? I mean, there's multiple benefits as an institution, but also in terms of developing our people as well and our staff base. As Emma said before, I've certainly found that there's an awful lot of similarities in terms of breadth of expertise, skills, knowledge, and lots of crossover between the world of higher education and primary and secondary education. Uh, Running education institutions, we have similar challenges around budget, staffing, resources, the estate and lots of those skill sets that schools require in terms of 
knowledge, expertise, and experience on governing bodies. We have that expertise, knowledge, and experience within the university. So it's just a case of tapping into that resource, that knowledge, that expertise, and and, and developing the the links between the university and schools and colleges. And from our team's perspective, myself and Christine, we work with schools and colleges as part of our day-to-day roles. So it's really useful and interesting for us to get a deeper insight into the world of secondary or primary education in terms of experiencing and understanding their challenges, demands on their time, pressures, resources, and what the priorities are for, for schools and colleges. So there's multiple benefits for the university, but also for the individuals, as well as all the things we've mentioned around personal and professional development. I think there's an awful lot of sharing best practice and learning from um, different experiences between the different educational institutions and settings. Yeah, I'd say absolutely that kind of correlation where you can find it between perhaps your role in the university and your role in the school, as Kieran said, um, as a student recruitment team, we're working every day with schools and colleges. So it's really nice to see it from the other side, the workings of a school, um, that insight into schools and how they're run and lots of similarities where you're looking at, as um, Kieran said, attainment data, financial reports, um, you know, and that sort of thing. And then there's also the opportunity for perhaps a two way feed. Um, so if you're in one of those subcommittees, um, so I sat on curriculum committees as an example, and then you could feed in from the university's perspective, um, our view on qualifications, which might impact on um, school curriculum developments and things like that. So it can help provide really helpful insight, but also um, that two-way conversation. Um, and I think just to add as well, from the university's perspective, the university has a volunteering policy. Um, so really, really recommends um, that staff engage in volunteering um, opportunities. So they do have this scheme which supports staff, whether it's um, giving them time off for volunteering opportunities, giving them the information, the resources that they need um, to help them in that role. And the school governor scheme um, is part of that overarching um, volunteering ethos that the university has, where they sort of see it as a really good opportunity um, for staff to give back to the local community um, or perhaps to engage in something that they feel passionate about. Um, it gives staff that sense of achievement um, and those transferable skills that we talked about as well. Yeah, just build, building on from that as well. That school governor scheme is like an initiative, the university-wide initiative that our team kind of drive forward to kind of facilitate a, a sharing best practice, a forum, a network within the institution uh, of all colleagues who are involved in school governors, whether it's experienced school governors or staff who are interested in potentially becoming a school governor. Uh, with the support of Governors for Schools, we've tried to develop that network and share best practice across the institution. So if a particular challenge or opportunity comes up within a school governing body or school governing board, um, you can speak to colleagues within the university who might have been through similar experiences. So we found that really beneficial network as well uh, across the university. Thanks, Kieran and Christine. Um, so following on from that, how do you think your own governor experiences supported your professional development? I, I think for myself personally, it's probably genuinely the best thing I've done personally, professionally in my career is to become a school governor. I found it hugely rewarding and satisfying. All the things that we talked about before in terms of all the things we discussed at governor's meetings, seeing those play out in practice and seeing some of the fantastic outcomes within the school. Uh, I feel like you're really making a valuable contribution. But myself personally, I've really developed both personally and professionally, gain new skills, gain experiences, gain confidence that I've been able to take into my day-to-day role within the institution. And as a result of becoming a school governor, I actually applied and I'm successful in getting onto the university's governing body, the university council, 
again a hugely rewarding and um, fantastic career development for myself. And it was something that was only I only thought about doing or even considered applying for after having been a school governor, having that board level experience. And it's certainly something I'd like to continue with uh, throughout my career as some kind of non-executive director role or board level experience because of being a school governor. So for myself personally, it's been the best thing I've done for my career is, is becoming a school governor. Yeah, I think it can absolutely improve your confidence in terms of um, being in that setting where you're on a um, board of governors and you're contributing to those um, to those conversations. And that's something that can then obviously play out um, in your in your working um, role as well. So I think absolutely, you know, those transferable skills and really that kind of um, that business awareness that obviously translates into um, your day to day work. Um, and I think for myself, it's it's that it's been that increased knowledge, um, you know, of the school sector, but from the other side. So, so very often in our roles prior to being a school governor, you know, you're working very much um, with students and advising them on higher education. So it's been like really important to see how schools operate um, from from the inside in terms of um, whether it's from retention to attainment, from the financial aspect. Um, and that whole school improvement plan and being able to um, to contribute towards that and, and having your um, your input valued and I think that's always it's always a very the environment is it's, it's always a very supporting environment um, I found on on the boards that I've sat on um, in both the schools throughout my experience and um, very supporting and your views are always really um, you know counted and valued. Yeah, I'd just add to that. I second everything that Christine and Kieran have said in terms of um, professional and personal development. I think the other thing that I've found really helpful with sitting on a board is that you're surrounded by very different people. So you can end up kind of sat in your own bubble when you're, you know, working in one organisation. But having the opportunity to sit on that board with people who are staff governors, who are parent governors, other co-opted governors, who have all come from really different backgrounds, but have that kind of shared motivation to support the school. I've found that really useful, certainly in increasing confidence, in talking to other people um, from kind of outside my immediate um, contacts and from outside of my sector as well. So that's been really helpful. Definitely. Can I just add to that, Emma? Um, in terms of an effective governing body, I've been involved in a number of governing body reviews or evaluations where they measure how effective a governing body they are. And I'm sure you'll agree with this, that to become a really effective governing body, you need that difference of perspective. So different ages, backgrounds, experiences. I think there's a bit of an assumption that everyone who sits at a board level position, whether it's you know non-exec director or on a governing body, that you have to be hugely experienced and be very senior in your position. I'm relatively junior um, within my career at the moment. I'm relatively young to be a governor, certainly young to be a chair of governors, but I think it needs that broad range of perspectives um, to become an effective governing body coming from all different angles, different perspectives, different backgrounds. Um, so I think that's something that I have to come across when I speak to colleagues who are perhaps wary or hesitant to become a governing body, saying that I don't know enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not experienced enough, I'm not old enough. Uh, but I think it, that breadth of different perspective is really valuable to to the schools and to the governing bodies. Just just on that, <clears throat> the smallest schools in Liverpool have a budget of over a million pounds. And so any governor is part of a team that is making strategic decisions about a million pound budget. Plus, governors have an involvement in hiring staff um, and in managing staff um, at governor level 
we might have to be involved in disciplinaries, in grievances, um, and and in promotions as well. It's not all negatives, um, but it these are um, these are experiences that would enhance any CV, along with making sure that the school is compliant with statutory uh, requirements, health and safety safeguarding. Um, we. As governors, we need to make sure that our schools are fully compliant. Um, it's all done as a team. So there's no responsibility piled on any one person's shoulders at any one time, but it, it's part of a learning experience, um, developing that as part of a team. Lovely, thank you. Um, so we've spoken a little bit there about the different types of people that are on governing boards. Um, so I've got a question for you, Emma, if you don't mind. Um, What's the kind of criteria for being a governor? Can, can anyone be a governor? Essentially, anybody who's 18 and above um, living in the UK can consider being a governor. There are certain uh, criminal convictions that would rule somebody out and there are some issues around bankruptcy as well. But generally speaking, we are looking for people who are motivated to support schools. They don't need to have specific qualifications. They don't need to have years of experience at a leadership position what they really need to have is an interest in education and a thirst for learning in the role and a passion for working with other people to really support education. So that's another real benefit of working with the university, that we're able to reach people who might not have considered the role. There's definitely a misconception that you need to be a parent. You absolutely don't. You don't need to have worked in education at all. You don't need to have set foot in a school since you left when you were 16. That is fine. If you're if you're interested in the role, that's that's kind of the key ingredient. If you're willing to work with people and to learn in the role, that's really what we're looking for. Lovely. So that diversity of experience and background can be beneficial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave, could you tell us a bit about how schools benefit from having someone on the board who isn't connected to the school, please? It, it's important for a board whose role is to hold the head and school leaders to account, not to be completely made up of people who are part of the school community. And so independence is is important. Um, A lot of school boards are put together on the stakeholder model. So we do have parents, we do have people who have been nominated from the local authority or appointed by the local church if it's a faith-based school or just brought on board by the existing governors because that individual has skills that would enhance the collective skill set. Through those different starting points, who's to say that a parent would feel the same way as someone from the church or someone from the local authority? And that melting pot of ideas is, is a useful way of providing a consensus that moves the school forward. So all those different starting points all chip in their ideas, their points of views, a consensus is formed, and then it's agreed that that's the way forward for the school. Mm -hmm. So we do need independent people um, who aren't entirely tied up with the school and can provide external and independent uh, viewpoints. Wonderful. It reminds me of that critical friend um, aspect that I've heard about before, being able to both support the school whilst also challenging them on doing things differently. It's a great phrase, Jess. I always felt that um, critical friend put across the role of the governor. 
someone who is a friend, a supporter of the school, but also someone who is able to read a report or look at some data and provide a critique of what it says. Highlight the good bits, but also be aware that there are areas for improvement and make supportive suggestions on how that could be. Lovely. Um, Emma, are there any particular skills that schools are looking for? Yeah, so when schools register a vacancy with us, some of them will tell us that they need something really specific. That can sometimes be linked to things like the three core elements that David talked about. So it might be around finance skills, it might be around strategic planning. But equally, schools need a whole breadth of skills. So it can be things like data analysis, it can be things like health and safety, safeguarding, um, special educational needs. We get asked for so many different things. Our top kind of um, most frequent requests are in finance, HR and education. But equally, schools really value somebody who has a really good understanding of the local community or has perhaps got volunteering experience within another area, perhaps another charity and have a really good understanding about how a board works. Um, So it's really, really varied. And I wouldn't want anybody to kind of rule themselves out of the role because they don't think they've got that specific job title that is going to give them the skills to become a governor. Lots of schools do already have very balanced boards and they're looking for exactly what Dave just mentioned, that objectivity. So somebody from outside of the school who can bring in a fresh perspective. And that also leans in on you know, the fact that realistically, most boards do feature a lot of people over 40. Simply the fact of being younger and having experienced education more recently can bring real value to a governing board because it will make you ask different questions from those that perhaps are much further on in their career. So essentially, we get asked for all sorts of skills um, and anything that you've got you will be able to tailor and make work on a governing board. And I should also mention there's loads and loads of support available. So From ourselves, we provide e-learning and webinars to give you a kind of really sound understanding of what the role is that you're taking on. Dave, do you want to mention any training that comes from School Improvement Liverpool? Thanks, Emma. Yeah, we offer a package of training um, available to all schools. um, And we, we begin with induction and then we go on to specific areas such as finance, um, HR issues, safeguarding, health and safety. I could go on forever, but there's a full range of training made available. Lovely. So it sounds like whatever the skills you already have, there's ways to learn even more skills whilst joining a board and supporting a school. Can I can I just say that the Department for Education identify a willingness to attend training as a skill in itself? Wow. That's really important. So that willingness to do the training, willingness to support the school, both very valuable things to becoming a school governor. Going back to Christine and Kieran, based on your experience as governors, what would you say to anyone who is considering the role? Absolutely. As it's been alluded to, there's a whole wealth of um, information and support, um, both through Governors for Schools and um, School Improvement Liverpool. And I would just say to um, have a look at that, have an informal chat with somebody who's already in the role. It may feel a bit daunting at first um, but as it's been alluded to um, today there's um, everybody has something to contribute your skills will be really welcomed and valued so as Kieran said don't worry about feeling you may be old enough or experienced enough and um, think about what you could offer to the school what you could get out of it 
and just find out about um, as much as the role as you possibly can. Have an informal chat with somebody who's already doing it and get a sense of actually what it involves. Maybe visit the school if that's a possibility. Um, but I think certainly the resources that are available that have been mentioned, there's a whole wealth of resources that you can tap into um, to find out exactly what it's going to entail to see if it's right for you. And then when you're placed in a school or even prior to that, you know, there's an opportunity to go into the school um, you know, meet the staff, meet members of the board, because it has to be a kind of like a mutually agree agreeable um, appointment, both in terms of from the school's perspective, but also is it the right fit for yourself? Um, and I think that's where Governors for Schools um, and School Improvement Liverpool are great in terms of the fact that, you know, we really value um, our links with both organisations um, and doing the placements through um, Governors for Schools, you know, it, that, that's really pivotal um, in terms of finding the right match for somebody who wants to volunteer into that role and a vacancy um, that a school may have. Yeah, definitely. Just following up from that, what I'd say to anyone considering becoming a governor is, as Christine said, speak to people, whether it's School Improvement Liverpool or Governors for Schools, speak to people within the university network. But the over, overarching um, advice I'd give is go for it. Just go for it. Um, get involved in becoming a school governor. You won't know what you're going to learn and develop. As you said before, you'll bring a certain skill set to the table and a certain perspective. But you develop so many skills and, and so much knowledge and experience to be able to take into your, your future career, future roles, whether it's volunteering roles or, or substantive roles. But also personal development as well. I've felt that I've been able to contribute to, you know, a fantastic pool in, in, in the city in which I live and I'm very passionate about education and improving outcomes for young people and making that difference has been hugely rewarding on a personal level for me. So I'd say go for it for both personal professional development reasons, but also in terms of the university's mission, as we said before, to, to improve educational outcomes locally. Lovely. Thank you. And I've got one final question. Emma, what should someone do if they're interested in getting involved? Great question, Jess. Um, we would really like people to go onto our website, which is www.governorsforschools.org.uk. On there, you'll be able to access lots of free training, so really get an understanding of the role. You'll be able to read case studies from other people that have taken on the role. There's a frequently asked questions section, so if you've got any queries, and there's obviously ways to contact us if you've got any questions that you want to ask. Most importantly, you will be able to complete your application form on the website. So on that form, you'll be asked a bit about your motivation, what kind of skills you've, you're able to offer a school, what kind of experience you'll be able to share with a school. You'll also include on that application um, the skills that you've got, which will help us match you with the school, but also things like your preferences. So are you really keen on supporting a primary school, for example? Do you really want to support a school that's very close to you or perhaps a, a faith school? You can tell us all of that. And then once you've actually submitted your application, you'll have a local partnership um, manager or partnership coordinator who will guide you through the whole process. They'll talk to you about what vacancies are available. You'll be introduced to a school. As Christine said, you'll usually have the opportunity to go and meet the school, meet the, meet the staff, sometimes the rest of the board, and really decide from both sides whether it is a good match. If it is, then great. We will 
place you at that school and we'll provide ongoing support, particularly in the first year. And then there'll be all the support from School Improvement Liverpool too. Um, but if it's not the right school, that's fine. You come back and we start the process again. It, it is a long term commitment. You know, for most roles, it's a commitment of four years. So it needs to be the right the right school for you. Um, and our, through our process, we're able to really support you to find a, a school where you'll be able to have lots of impact and feel really satisfied in the role. So just to reiterate, the website is www.governorsforschools.org.uk and you'll be able to complete your application form on there. Lovely. That's the end of my questions. Um, thanks, everyone, so much for your contributions today. It's been wonderful from, to hear from you all. Um, we hope that though all of those listening will consider sharing your skills with one of the many schools looking for governors all across Liverpool. Thanks so much.